Blog Talk Radio. Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk, WrestleMania Brunch Edition as we get set to dissect WrestleMania 33 happening next week in beautiful, sunny Florida. Why are we doing it a week in advance? Myself, Rocky, the crew, we're going down to Florida. Schedule does not permit us doing the show from Florida, so we're giving you our pre-show a week in advance. And we want to hear from you. 347-838-9815. That is the number to call on this very special edition of the Ken Reedy Show. The WrestleMania Brunch. God, I love this song. I'm just bopping here, man. Just, I'm psyched. I'm pumped. This WrestleMania looks good. Looking forward to dissecting this bad boy. As we get set, you can listen to us on Facebook. You can't listen to us, but you can visit us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Again, that is Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Head on over there. Get involved. You can, uh, you know, check us out over there. You can listen to it. You can uh, get involved in the show chat. We got a show chat going on there right now. Also, during Monday Night Raw, we got a, uh, we got a Raw chat going on on the show, on the page over there. So, Check us out on Facebook. Again, that's Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Follow us on Twitter. Again, Twitter, our handle is at The Ken Reedy Show. Check us out over there on Twitter. Like I said, we're going to be down there in Orlando during WrestleMania. Hell, you know we're going to be tweeting live from WrestleMania. So follow us on the Twitter. Get involved. Join us as we tweet live from the showcase of the Immortals. 
You can also check us out on thecanreadyshow.com. Again, thecanreadyshow.com is our website. Lots of great stuff over there as well. Just to let you guys know, again, we're doing this a week in advance. So give you all our picks for WrestleMania without the benefit of seeing the go-home shows. We're just that crazy. So if you listen to us pre-recorded on 1640 PWPR, or perhaps you listen to us on the B-plus Players Radio Network, you can see what we got right, what we got wrong, um, because we're doing these picks well in advance. So listen to us and judge us. Judge us harshly if you must, because we know you're the internet wrestling community, and we wouldn't expect you to judge us any other way. So thank you all for tuning in as we get set to break down this incredibly large WrestleMania card, and we got a lot to get into, but unfortunately, um, uh, first off, I got to um, put it out there, you know, sometimes real life uh, takes precedent, and this week in the real world, uh, tragedies uh, in London, last night in Cincinnati, and uh, we'd like to give our thoughts, um, well wishes to everyone affected uh, by those tragedies, senseless tragedies. Um, if you were affected, uh, glad you're tuning in. Uh, we'll do our best here to to change the mood, to to cheer you up, to hopefully uh, make you forget about what what happens. Senseless, just garbage that happens in this world sometimes. So, our thoughts from this show to uh, people affected by the tragedies in London and last night in Cincinnati. And uh, the wrestling world uh, suffered uh, quite a tragedy. Jim Ross's wife, Jan, uh, passes away um, due to horrific accident, just a fluke kind of accident and um, just tragic. Uh, Jim Ross, uh, via Twitter, uh, being very brave, uh, being out there, uh, posting pictures of his wife to uh, pay tribute and good for him. And uh, just a sad, sad story. So our thoughts go out to the entire Ross family as well. Um, but we're going to get, get you set for the show. Um, as always, as we try to make heads or tails out of the wrestling world, I got my tag team partner on the line. Dave, how you doing today? It's WrestleMania brunch. I am super excited for this. Bagels, biceps, and brunch like they used to promote today here at the Ken Reedy Show. Talking all things WrestleMania, Hall of Fame, whatever you want to talk about, 347-838-9815 is the number to call if you want to get in on the discussion with all three of us right here in the most comprehensive pre-game WrestleMania brunch spectacular there's ever been. How's that for And as we, as become tradition now with our pay-per-view shows and now for our WrestleMania brunch uh, independent wrestling sensation, Rocky Santiago in studio as well. Rocky, how are you today? Doing uh, doing pretty good after that intro, Ken. Uh, Ken, Dave, as always, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. And it is WrestleMania season. I am psyched. You know, I am waiting for that plane ride. It's going to be a hell of a show. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, the show is, and we talked about it, Dave, last week, that um, this this card stacks up. This card really does stack up. Um, I, I'm really curious how everything's going to play out i think i you know i'd like to go around the room because i love like throwing things out there that we didn't talk about in the pre-show but before we get into picks um just just one of the things maybe that you like you're most curious about with with mania this year because uh one of the things that's actually struck me going into mania is is actually the iwc 
um, the internet wrestling community uh, via Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. And uh, a lot of people shitting on it every chance they get. This match is going to be garbage. We've seen them at a WrestleMania before, yada, yada, yada. And, and, and part of me is just like, you know, it's, it's not this super secret that only you guys know. You know, Goldberg and Lesnar both know that they crapped the bed once before. They know that happened. They got to be sitting there thinking, we can't do this again at a WrestleMania. So I would think, and, and guess what, IWC? The WWE is well aware that they crapped the bed once before, and they don't want to do it again. So I, I am curious because of, and this is a big question for me, I think it's got this big fight feel, um, but the one question mark I really want to see answered at WrestleMania is what kind of match that we, do we get out of them? Do we get another squash? Do they give us a solid brawling kind of match? Do, you know, is it a five-minute match? Do they give them like 10, 15 minutes? What exactly do we get out of these two? That's the big question for me. I'm looking forward to it. I like the build for it, um, but big question mark, I guess, that I'm looking forward to being answered come WrestleMania is can these guys do it? Do they give us the big fight that we want to see? Um, or do they crap the bed? They shouldn't because they, they did it once before. They should be able to fix those things, but who knows? So that's the thing I'd like to see answered. Uh, Rock, what are your thoughts on Mania? Well, uh, you know, IWC be damned. I'm definitely <laughs> looking forward to this match. Uh, you know, it, let, let's face some facts here. Brock Lesnar is a draw. Goldberg is a draw. You can call them part-timers. You can call them has-beens, whatever you want to call them. The fact of the matter is, if they are on the card, people are going to pay money to see that fight. And I do like the build that, they've, that uh, WWE has built around them. And absolutely everyone is aware. You know, the first time that this happened, it, it, it went down the tubes real quickly. Um, at that time, you had a lot uh, younger, a lot less, in my view, less mature Brock Lesnar, who was eyeing other opportunities. Uh, you had Goldberg, who, you know, I don't know how much of that WCW, WWE bitterness was left in him uh, at the time uh, of everything that went down. But obviously, those two had much more on their minds. This, this go around, there's, it's a lot more maturity. I would think uh, a lot more focus. So I think this match, I, in my personal opinion, is going to deliver. What do you think, Dave? Well, two things. Regarding this match, I agree with you both. I think it's going to deliver. I don't think it's going to be a technical masterpiece by any sense of the word. Um, I think it's going to accentuate the positives of these two in a relatively decent time frame. Uh, the rumor is that it's, been talked about this is going to be the last match to close the show um, with possibly it going as long as 10 minutes and that's it um, well that remains to be seen but I have a feeling that it's not going to be as simple as what the rumors say that Brock is going to beat Goldberg and walk away with the title and that's how you end Wrestlemania I have a feeling that something there's going to be something more to this to, to the match and to the finish especially if it's going to go on last at WrestleMania uh, regarding what I look forward to most about WrestleMania. I think I look forward. To, I mean, I'm not going to be there. This will be the third mania I've missed in a row. I've been to quite a few with you, Ken. And uh, 
you know, but as a fan sitting at home watching this, what I'm going to look forward to most about the weekend in general from watching the, the events unfold between Mania Hall of Fame and, and, and the Monday after, the, the WrestleMania Monday, they call it, for Monday Night Raw, I'm looking forward to seeing what particular event or what particular instance is going to be the catalyst for some sort of change that leads us into a, a different direction post-WrestleMania. And what I mean by that is, is like, for instance, a few years ago when we were in New Orleans and we were shocked, the entire wrestling world was shocked when Brock Lesnar ended the Undertaker streak. That kind of set the tone for a different direction, not only for Brock Lesnar as a character, but also for the entire WWE landscape and television and storyline. So I, I'm kind of interested and curious to see what's going to take place, whether it be on NXT, whether it be at the Hall of Fame, whether it be on Monday Night Raw, whether it be at WrestleMania. There's going to be something, in my opinion, that I think is going to spark and be the catalyst for some sort of change in direction for storyline post-WrestleMania. And I'm just curious what that's going to be. That's my biggest other than the card itself, which I think is a stacked card, like you said, that's my biggest thing that I'm looking forward to is what that moment is going to be itself. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, it is, you know, as much as wrestling is uh, a year-long sport, uh, it is kind of like, uh, if you use the TV analogy, uh, almost like a season's ending and then uh, another season begins. So what uh, what is the jumping-off point going into next season so uh let's get into it let's start doing our picks because there is a lot of stuff to get into and i look at this card and i'm like i don't even know where to to start as far as um putting picks out there um why don't we go you know it's interesting and this might be a, a first um let's go with john cena and nikki bella versus the miz and maurice uh a match right there this might be i'm saying history here a John Cena match being the first match we're picking. I, I don't know if we've ever done that on this show. Probably not. Um, especially yes, we have. for a WrestleMania show. Well, we have. Um, what was that? We actually have picked a John Cena match as the first match. No Mercy God, your back in October. What, what match was it? <laughs> no Mercy back in October, the triple threat match that was going to open the No Mercy pay-per-view as opposed – that was going head-to-head with uh, the debate. That's right. That? That's right. All right, so history as far as WrestleMania shows. Okay, all right, sorry. Didn't mean to shoot ahead. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, it's awesome. I knew you – if we had done it, I knew you would be the one that would remember it because I'm not going to remember it. quintessential historian. <laughs> But I, I, no I love this. I know, again, another, like, you know, if you want to have fun, pour yourself a mimosa and drink every time we say IWC. <laughs> um, but the, the IWC was crapping all over this. Um, initially, um, when I heard the rumors, and, and that sometimes it sucks when rumors come out before uh, things are booked and storylines are played out, because uh, when I initially heard about this mixed tag, I wasn't necessarily like, oh, yay, this is going to be awesome. But awesome. But but since the, the build and watching how it's put together, um, giving us something solid in, in the mid card um, with the John Cena, um, the idea behind the scenes that uh, could this be Nikki Bella's match? Do we last match? Do we have a quote WrestleMania moment with Cena and Nikki Bella embracing in the middle of the ring um, with a, a nice send off for Nikki Bella? Um, 
I don't know. I like you have John Cena, who is John Cena in a storyline that's not detracting from any other championships or anything else. It's a it's a storyline that's very self-contained between the the people in the match. Uh, so I, I think it's is it a world-beating storyline? Am I going to say that this is an all-time great program? No. Is it a fun little mid-card program that uh, gives us something to look forward to in the mid-card? That uh, maybe some fun, maybe some comic spots in, in this as well. Um, yeah, I think it does. I, I think it, it serves its purpose. And that all being said, uh, I'm going to go with uh, John Cena and Nikki Bella to win this matchup. Rocky. Well, yes, let, you know, like you said, I, I – this is a very self-contained match storyline-wise, and it's between these participants. But uh, I've enjoyed the build-up thoroughly. Um, you know, John Cena being John Cena, uh, you know. And on the other side, you have The Miz, who, you know, is doing his best work still uh, and is definitely has that old-school heel feel. You know, and I'm, I'm probably going to say this for every match. You know, the thing that I enjoyed looking at this card is you can make strong arguments for anyone coming away with a victory. Uh, and I think that's what, you know, WrestleMania should be all about. WrestleMania should be about unpredictability. Whereas for some other uh, pay-per-view shows that we've done, it's been kind of, you can see the writing on the wall quite easily. But I digress. Uh, for this match, I do agree you could have that WrestleMania moment with Cena and Nikki embracing the middle of the ring. But you would lose an opportunity to have Miz be the preening screeching heel that he could be post victory in this match. So what I'm going to call is I'm going to call Miz and Maurice for the win and a probable post win beatdown by John Cena and Nikki leading to their embrace in the ring. David. Kenneth. Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree with Rocky I think the Miz and Maurice are going to take this I think this is a moment for Miz to take the next step in his progression to the main event this doesn't do anything for John Cena for him and Nikki Bella to win I get if they wanted to give Nikki Bella a nice little send off they can still do that post match uh, the most famous send off uh, post match in WrestleMania history, it's probably when Randy Savage lost his career match to Ultimate Warrior, and him and Miss Elizabeth had their big moment in the middle of the ring, and everyone was crying, and I was crying. And, and, and so, I mean, it's still very possible that they can do something like that with Cena and Nikki, if that's the plan, if that's something that they want to do. Um, I think a victory for Miz and Maurice would be very vital, especially for Miz, uh, going into uh, the post-storyline to WrestleMania. Cena's plan on leaving, a victory for him, like I said, does nothing. And, Ken, I'll agree with you 100%. Out of the gate, when this was rumored to take place, and I think I said it on last week's show, I didn't care to see this match at all. I really wanted to see John Cena and Undertaker. But I was, I've was i been pleasantly surprised with the buildup every single week with Miz on the microphone, basically carrying the load, in my opinion, carrying the load as far as the buildup in this in this storyline, being the, the heel that, you know, John Cena, you, you pay, as a kid, you'd pay for a guy like John Cena to beat up the Miz. Now we're all older, a little bit smarter. We just want to see sensible storytelling. So with that being said, I expect it to be a fun match. I don't expect it to be a technical masterpiece, but I expect Miz and Maurice to walk away with the victory. And this will do st- – This will do. I wouldn't say do wonders for Miz, but this will catapult Miz even further into the main event scene post-WrestleMania. 
and Cena and Nikki will get their 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 cry fest, kiss, maybe even proposal. I don't know, but they'll have their moments. Maybe that's me just hoping we don't see Miz catapulted <laughs> to the main event. <laughs> it's fine when you look at this card, you know, and, and to your point, Rock. You know, you can make cases. It's so easy, and this is a really difficult card to pick. Um, and, and I get into like when I'm picking matches that, you know, if, if I pick this championship to change hands, and you know, some people have to retain, and some people have to uh, have to lose their belt. So, you know, if I pick this guy to lose, and one of the champion needs to retain, and all, and I I just overthink stuff. But when we're keeping track on our year of picks, like twelve matches right now. Matches that are all going to be difficult to pick, like you said, Rock. Like you could make a case either way for just about every match on this card. Um, this could do some serious damage to someone's year <laughs> as far as their picks uh, going into the, the the championship. I guess at the end of the year. Yes. So someone's either going to be playing catch up or someone's going to be riding a wave. Exactly. So let's get back into the picks. So why don't we hit the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle? Royal, um, this is one of those things that I, I like the idea of this. I like the um, tradition of, of having this, of having Andre's uh, name tied to WrestleMania year in and year out. Um, I liked, I used, I mean, I probably, if I had my choice, I would bring back the uh, Money in the Bank ladder match for WrestleMania, but it is what it is. I like having a match on the card that is a WrestleMania tradition year in and year out. Um, so I like this idea and having Andre's name attached to it is, uh, definitely, uh, a good thing. Um, so this is something that is it, is it world beating? No. Is it something that, uh, we're going to come away and be like, Oh my God, the, the Andre, the giant battle Royal stole the show. Probably not, but battle Royals are always fun. Andre's attached to it. Cool trophy to the winner. Dave, who wins this battle Royal? Like you said, it should be a fun match. I expect to see some surprise cameos, maybe from some legends or even some NXT guys in the match. There's only four names advertised currently right now. Uh, they've kind of slacked on the buildup for this match. Maybe we'll get the rest tomorrow night on Raw. But Big Show, Apollo Crews, Mojo Raleigh, who I hope gets eliminated first, and Kurt Hawkins <laughs> are all advertised for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um, but I think it's going to go to somebody who – who's been on a roll lately, uh, even before Fastlane, somebody who it, this could really help their status moving forward. And my pick is Braun Strowman. It's just tailor-made for a guy like him, just have, just throwing bodies out of the ring. Like, uh, that's my pick. But it wouldn't surprise me if they threw in a, a shocker and, and had a surprise entrant actually win it. But I'm going to go with a safe pick and go with Braun Strowman. Yeah, like it's it's kind of hard to pick this because there's so, you know so many variables. Who's going to be thrown into this dog pile? And uh, as much as I do want to pick Mojo, I really do. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. My 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 man Mojo does have a shot, but uh, I, I'd have to say Dave did go with a smart pick. And uh, being that he has not been announced, I'm going to say if he. I will agree with the Braun Strowman pick if he is not announced, uh, especially with how he's gotten into shape lately. And obviously, he's you know, going to probably be on the on the way to retirement sooner rather sooner rather than later. Obviously, uh, I'll throw in another safe pick with the Big Show, uh, already a previous winner. 
So your pick officially is the big show? My pick officially is Braun Strowman if he's okay. announced. Okay. If, it, if, if Braun Strowman does not, parti- does not participate, then I'm going show. Would you like to give a, a secondary pick there, Dave, just in case Strowman isn't in? Yes, and this will be somewhat of a wild card pick. Not James Ellsworth, that's for sure, and it's not Mojo Rowley, my God. Um, but <laughs> I will pick whoever – let's put it this way, a surprise entry. I, I can't tell you who that'd be, but if there's a – similar to last year when Corbin was a surprise entry and won the whole thing, if Strowman doesn't win or he's not officially announced into the match, which I can't see why he wouldn't be at this point, then I'm going to pick for – a surprise entry to win the Andre the Jet. Someone who's not on the main roster, okay? Someone who's not on the main roster. That, 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 I'll, I'll narrow it down. So it could be NXT, it could be a legend or a Hall of Famer, but somebody who's not on the main roster will win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal if Strowman's not officially announced. But Strowman's my official pick. Well, that's going to be our first uh, hat trick right there because I'm picking Strowman as well. I, I can't imagine... Uh... It just makes sense. And, and to your point, Dave, like he's on a roll yeah. and he's someone that uh, beforehand, I wouldn't have pegged him as a main event type guy, but now, uh, yeah, I look at him as a potential top guy and, and to have him uh, to continue to build him to me makes sense. And um, I would almost like to see something where some sort of ridiculous show of strength, uh, Strowman eliminating big show. Like that he, he lifts him up with ease and just throws him out of the ring or something, you know, something where it's just, oh, my God, this guy is one of the strongest men ever. But I, I they'll, they'll be like, to me, there's going to be some sort of freakish show of strength from Strowman. Um, this is a guy that, like, we talked about uh, last show. Sky's the limit with him. Um, and I'm going to go safe, though, uh, the other way. Uh, big show. Retirement, feel-good moment. Big show wins if Strowman's not announced. But. I would be shocked if Strowman's not announced and, and Strowman is, is not the winner of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. 347-838-9815. That is the number to call as we're talking about WrestleMania 33. And every show we do, every pay-per-view show we do, we have uh, Dave gives us a pay-per-view throwback. Uh, but this this show for WrestleMania, we have a... A little bit different one. I'll let Dave explain to you, but right now it is time for Dave's pay-per-view throwback WrestleMania edition. Good morning, class, and welcome back to a very special pay-per-view throwback. The time is upon us. The Super Bowl of WWE and professional wrestling is rapidly approaching. WrestleMania, the showcase of the immortals, the ultimate thrill ride, the chance to dance with the lights on Brian Michael. JBL would say. Careers are made. Legends are celebrated and men and women become immortalized. Hell of an intro, huh? You would have thought someone from WWE wrote that for me. Well, I've seen enough WrestleManias to get the idea that this event is kind of a big deal. The 33rd installment of WrestleMania makes its return to Orlando and the newly renovated Camping World Stadium after nine years. Nine years ago, this stadium was referred to as the Florida Citrus Bowl, rich in history, where yours truly attended his second, his second WrestleMania in person. Tonight's look back into WrestleMania history will be my first-hand account on the first WrestleMania under the Florida sun, culminating in the 33rd installment of the granddaddy of them all. 
I will go in-depth on my personal take on some of the events that transpired and how they may or may not tie into this year's event. So without further ado, allow me to invite you on a historical field trip back to Orlando, Florida, with tonight's pay-per-view throwback entitled Tales from the Citrus Bowl. WrestleMania 33 will be the sixth time WrestleMania has taken place outdoors. WrestleMania 9 from Las Vegas, WrestleMania 28 in Miami, WrestleMania 29 from a balmy East Rutherford, New Jersey, hashtag weather creeper. WrestleMania 31 from Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, California. And we can't forget in 2008, WrestleMania 24 from the Florida Citrus Bowl in Orlando, Florida. At WrestleMania 33, it will be from this very stadium for the sixth time in WrestleMania history that a venue has hosted a WrestleMania on more than one occasion. Others include Madison Square Garden in New York City, as the world's most famous arena was the site for the very first WrestleMania, WrestleMania 10, and WrestleMania 20, where it all began again. Trump Plaza in Atlantic City, New Jersey, hosted WrestleManias 4 and 5 back-to-back, being the first and only venue to hold WrestleManias back-to-back. Chicago's All-State Arena hosted a portion of WrestleMania 2, WrestleMania 13, and WrestleMania 22. The LA Sports Arena hosted the latter portion of WrestleMania 2 and WrestleMania 7. Skydome in Toronto, Canada hosted WrestleMania 6 and 18. And rounding out this elite club of multiple WrestleMania venue hosts is the Pond in Anaheim, California. As the grand spectacle was held twice with WrestleMania 12 and WrestleMania 2000. Or if you're keeping track, WrestleMania 16. New Orleans and the Mercedes-Benz Superdome will be lucky enough to be a part of this elite group next year. But that's too far ahead. Let's stick with today, or should I say yesteryear, as in 2008 and WrestleMania 24 from the Florida Citrus Bowl. Let me start by bringing you back to a sunny Sunday afternoon in O-Town as I made my way to the site of the 24th WrestleMania. My rental car scoured the local area looking for my reserved parking spot I purchased online weeks prior. Upon my search, I gazed upon small signs on front lawns indicating parking available at the rate of 50 bucks. Mind you, the space available only fit two cars, literally. Once the GPS finally decided to work, I made my way to the Little League baseball field where my $30 got me a spot, literally, on second base. With the anticipation of the event overtaking my being, I parked the rental car and made my way into the masses. Light drops of rain made its presence felt as we were ushered into the stadium. As I reached my seats, I was in awe of the cosmetic transformation this old stadium had gone under to look the way it did. Palm trees, bright lights, the extravagant WrestleMania set depicting the architectural structures of a beachfront hotel. I was truly amazed. Bathroom breaks and a few beer runs, the crowd began between bathroom breaks and a few beer runs, the crowd began to settle in for a historic night when the raindrops began to taper off. As Tony Chimmel announced a WWE.com exclusive 24-man WrestleMania Battle Royal with the winner facing the ECW champion later in the evening. A mixture of talents from Raw SmackDown and ECW made their way down the ramp, taking a long walk to the ring, all the while soaking in the moment of being part of something really cool, WrestleMania. Par for the course, Battle Royal shenanigans ensued with surprising eliminations and action nonstop. As the final moments came down, Kane overcame the odds, eliminating Snitsky and current WWE superstar Mark Henry. Over half the participants in this match are no longer part of WWE, and out of all the men besides the winner Kane and runner-up Mark Henry, Ryan Kendrick, Jamie Noble, Kofi Kingston, Bestis, now known as Luke Gallows, and The Miz all still work for WWE. 
Miz and Kofi out of this bunch have significant roles at this year's WrestleMania. Kofi, along with his New Day running mates, will be hosting the Grand Spectacle. In nine years, Kofi has grown as a performer by leaps and bounds, and I don't think many people would have thought nine years ago that a role of this magnitude would fit the likes of Kofi Kingston. Miz, on the other hand, to many, was destined for mid-card success at best. Three years following his involvement in this match, he was the main event of WrestleMania 27 against John Cena. WrestleMania 33, he, along with his wife, Maurice, square off against John Cena and Nikki Bella in what many consider to be a step below for John Cena when it comes to stature on this card. A far cry, certainly, from Cena as he was in a triple threat match competing for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 24 some nine years ago, a match I'll get into in a little bit. Many are calling this Nikki Bella's last match as a full-time performer, and going out on a high note with her boyfriend John Cena seems to have taken precedent. This match for Miz could be the launching pad for a rebirth of the former reality star's main event status. After this came Grammy Award-winning John Legend's rendition of America the Beautiful, a well-done performance that transitioned into the start of the main card and WrestleMania 24. We opened with a Belfast brawl pitting JBL against Finley, a throwback, if you will, of hardcore matches from the Attitude Era as we saw two tough-as-nails competitors beat the crap out of each other for 72,000 people's pleasure. Garbage cans, tables, kendo sticks, even a horn swoggle was used to display PG-era violence. When the dust settled, JBL's clothesline from hell was the difference maker, and the self-made millionaire was victorious. And nine years later at WrestleMania 33 next Sunday, JBL will be going from one extreme to another as he'll be calling all the action for SmackDown Live. The next match was a personal favorite of mine as the fourth Money in the Bank ladder match commenced. MVP, Carlito, Shelton Benjamin, John Morrison, Mr. Kennedy, Chris Jericho, and CM Punk all risked life and limb in a human car crash of epic proportions. On this night, CM Punk reached the mountaintop and secured the briefcase, earning him a future world title opportunity. The man that Punk managed to get past in the final moments of this match was none other than Chris Jericho. A man who some nine years ago helped get over the young talent on the main roster seems now to be in the same position this year. A man who has a tall task ahead of himself when he defends his United States title against former best friend Kevin Owens. The buildup over the last several months has been some of the best work from both guys, and I expect nothing but a WrestleMania classic between these two. Up next was a battle of the brands. SmackDown's Batista defeated Raw's Umaga in a quick battle of the behemoths. At the time, I looked forward to this match as Umaga was growing on me as a big man performer, and Batista, he always delivered. The irony in all of this is this year's WWE Hall of Fame inductee, Teddy Long, holla holla, was present during this match as he was the SmackDown general manager introducing Batista to the ring. Minor details, yes, I know that, but something I did find interesting. The fourth match on the main card was the ECW Championship, as Chavo Guerrero didn't stand a chance when he lost to Kane in 11 seconds. Kane currently isn't advertised for this year's WrestleMania, as he's now taken more of a part-time role with the company, but I do expect him to be a part of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. It was after this match that I took an extended bathroom break because the match I was most looking forward to witnessing was about to take place. The career-threatening match between the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels squaring off against 2008 WWE Hall of Famer, Nature Boy, career on the line if he suffered a defeat. For me, 
This match was an emotional roller coaster. On one hand, I was a huge Shawn Michaels fan. On the other hand, I grew up watching Ric Flair. So the sight of watching him retire was something as a fan I didn't expect to see. As expected, these two ring generals tore down the Citrus Bowl in one of my favorite matches to witness in person. The emotion coming from Shawn Michaels, knowing he had to end Ric Flair's storied career, but didn't want to, made this match that much more exciting. At 62 years old, though, Flair wasn't a spring chicken. However, he still showed he can hang with the talent, the caliber of the heartbreak kid. After several near falls and a few super kicks to boot, HBK uttered the words, I'm sorry, I love you, right before putting the final nail in the coffin of Nature Boy Ric Flair's legendary career. A collective gasp came over the Citrus Bowl as 72,000-plus witnessed the swan song of the Nature Boy Ric Flair. As Flair gave his curtain call to the entire world, the realization began to set in for me. I began to show my age and think back to all the years I watched Flair entertain like no other, with several tears in my eyes. I knew right then and there that, once, that a once-in-a-lifetime performer had danced on the grand stage one last time. Now, I know some of you will try to one-up me and make that claim that Flair did wrestle for TNA, and that is very true. As a fan, when I heard this, I heard, excuse me, as a fan, when I heard he was lacing up his boots, I was disappointed selfishly that millions of people will get to watch him wrestle again. Then I remember two things. First, millions of people don't watch TNA. It's just a fact. They don't. And secondly, Flair did perform his last match on the grandest stage of them all, and TNA is not seen as the grandest stage. So taking that into account, I felt better about myself as a fan. Moving on from the emotional tearjerker that was Ric Flair's retirement to the Playboy Bunny Mania match, future WWE celebrity inductee Hall of Famer Snoop Dogg was the master of ceremonies. What that title entails is beyond me. But nonetheless, he introduced the participants as he was escorted to the ring by numerous WWE divas who undeservingly were left off the WrestleMania card in a physical role. Beth Phoenix and Molina compromised the, comprised the actual in-ring talent, while Maria and Ashley Massaro provided the sex appeal. Now, my first-hand account of this match comes from my time in the bathroom as I wiped away my tears from the emotional Ric Flair retirement while emptying out the Rosen tank after a few too many Miller Lights. When I returned, I heard the power went out momentarily in the stadium, and Snoop Dogg clotheslined Santino Morella. This year, Beth Phoenix gets inducted into the Hall of Fame class, and some critics have, have trouble recognizing her accomplishments as Hall of Fame worthy. Now, I myself go back and forth on this subject, but in hindsight, 2008 was not a good year for women's wrestling, and any shred of hope that it would change for the better came in the form of a talent like Beth Phoenix. During women's wrestling's low point, Beth Phoenix was a bright spot, and as a fan, I wish she had her time in, in I wish she had her time to shine in today's era as I feel she would match up better with today's female talent as opposed to what she had to work with back in 2008. On deck was the triple threat WWE championship match. Randy Orton defended the WWE championship against Triple H and John Cena in one of the featured main event bouts. Cena's entrance at WrestleMania's of years past have embodied the theatrics of the event. On this night, it was no different. Cena made his way into the Citrus Bowl with the Jones High School Tigers marching band, performing his entrance theme, My Time Is Now. The three combatants had intertwined themselves in the title picture for the last several months, which made for a fast-paced and interesting match, to say the least. As the match wore on and the power slowly came back on, the momentum for each individual in this match was at an even keel. 
Triple H looked to close in on a victory on Cena. However, his time was not to be when Randy Orton capitalized on the chaos that ensues a triple threat match as he punted his way to victory, retaining his WWE championship. Nine years later, could Orton see a similar fate? This time, he challenges for the WWE title against his former tag team partner, Bray Wyatt. The last several months of Wyatt family tension has made for some great WWE television. WrestleMania 33 could see a big payoff that adds another layer to this very intriguing storyline. Triple H will take a different path than he did back in 2008, as he unofficially, officially, is scheduled to have an unsanctioned match with Seth Rollins. That's if Rollins signs the contract on Raw tomorrow night. It's a classic case of former mentor looking to destroy his apprentice. However, Rollins' injury may stop these two from having an actual match if he can't get cleared by WWE Medical. Triple H doesn't face Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 33. This will be the first time in 10 years Hunter hasn't competed in a WrestleMania match. It was back in 2007 that Triple H missed WrestleMania 23 due to a quadriceps injury. In his long and storied career, that was the only WrestleMania he had missed. Regardless of the outcome of tomorrow night's contract signing segment, rest assured both these men will cross paths and potentially create a WrestleMania moment for years to come. The, match, the next match was the special attraction match that every WrestleMania is known for. Big Show squaring off against welterweight boxing champion Floyd Money Mayweather. The match was billed as the greatest fighter in the world against the largest athlete in the world. As a fan, I hadn't had high expectations for this match, and truthfully, I hoped Big Show was going to mop the floor with Floyd, but I was pleasantly surprised at how the match turned out. Mayweather adapted to the pro wrestling persona that WWE had helped embellish for him heading into this match. The crowd was clearly behind Big Show, and Floyd fed off of that. With his entourage in his corner, Mayweather played that chicken shit cocky heel to perfection and made you forget he was a world-class professional boxer. This match was also a no-holds-barred match, which meant the rule book was thrown out the window. After having to deal with the entourage, Big Show looked to have gained control for the majority of the match until Mayweather, with help from one of his running buddies, brought a steel chair into the mix that set up the closing moments of this match. Several chair shots from Mayweather to the cranium of the larger-than-life Big Show brought the giant down to his knees. But the final blow came in the form of a loaded right hand brass knuckle shot to the jaw of the Big Show. Not being able to reach the count of 10, Floyd Mayweather was declared your winner. My level of respect was gained for Floyd after this match as he was one of the few athletes from another sport that was able to hang in the realm of professional wrestling. In hindsight, there was pr- this was probably Big Show's finest WrestleMania moment despite coming in the form of a loss. Will this year's WrestleMania be just as spectacular for the Big Show? Ironically, he was scheduled to face off with another professional athlete in NBA legend Shaquille O'Neal. But that seems to have faded away. Instead, Big Show will hope to be the first person to win multiple Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royals. Show won the second annual Battle Royal at WrestleMania 31 just two years ago, and with his contract set to expire in February of 2018, another notch on his belt at this year's WrestleMania could be in store for the big man. Who knows, maybe Shaq will surprise us yet again and enter the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal in hopes of throwing down with the big show on the grand stage just one more time. Up next was the main event. World Heavyweight Champion Edge was set to defend his title against The Undertaker. The dark, clear skies in Orlando was the backdrop for an awesome main event fitting for a WrestleMania. This match was one of the early gems in Undertaker's WrestleMania matches that made you believe in just a small way that his streak would come to an end. 
with Edge picking apart the dead man for the majority of the match, all signs pointed to an Undertaker loss at WrestleMania. In the twilight of the contest, several near falls stemming from choke slams, spears, and even tombstones had the 70,000-plus on their feet with excitement. But one wrong turn, and Edge became trapped in Undertaker's signature, Hell's Gate, signaling his fate and the Undertaker's victory. The closing moments of WrestleMania 24 witnessed the Undertaker under the holding the World Heavyweight Championship as pyro and fireworks above rained down in celebration. Could the same scene take place at WrestleMania 33 this year? Little known fact, Undertaker, if victorious, will have won his 100th pay-per-view match in his WWE career. Could this take place on a night where his future is in question? How ironic. Undertaker is on a collision course with the new big dog, Roman Reigns. Apparently, there's a real estate dispute over whose yard it exactly is, and the Citrus Bowl looks to be the place to settle it. Reigns, who has been positioned as the key player to take the throne, take off, take the throne of John Cena, is in a tough spot. The fan base doesn't connect with him as the beloved hero, and facing the universally loved Undertaker and potentially defeating him may not endear him to the WWE universe. Undertaker is potentially in the final year or two of his career, and with history of nagging injuries, the performance from the 52-year-old legend has deteriorated, and rightfully so. Is it too little too late for a passing of the torch moment from a guy who hasn't been healthy enough to perform at a high level to a guy that hasn't connected with the audience? Can The Undertaker's endorsement be enough to get people to get behind Roman Reigns? Lots of big questions surrounding that should hopefully be answered at WrestleMania 33, the ultimate thrill ride. Class, in closing, the biggest night of the year for wrestling fans is upon us. A second Christmas, if you will. Be a fan, caught up in the moment. Be the fans you once were before you ever heard of the internet wrestling community. Don't be too critical of the creative decisions that are to come. And just enjoy WrestleMania, because at the end of the day, if you don't take my advice and you find disappointment in the show, you can bet your asses that you'll watch again, because you all need another reason to bitch on the internet. Class dismissed. (laughs) <laughs> oh god we hate them so much <laughs> so easy though so good stuff as always uh yeah the rest of me i agree with you man and that's part of like the fun uh of going and uh we'll miss you dave um but it is like i i'm going this year honestly and you know times have changed and hell we've been fired so we're not part of a wrestling company as it is so i'm looking forward to going down like not as a a worker not as someone who uh has to act like they're part of the business i'm I'm looking forward to going down to florida hanging out at wrestlemania and uh you know fully taking my my workers outfit off uh, going in the back of the closet, grabbing my Mark outfit, putting that on and just completely marking out and being a complete fan and just immersing myself in getting back to uh, just enjoying pro wrestling and enjoying WrestleMania based on the, the spectacle that, that it is. And that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. And, and I do think that uh, wrestling fans would do themselves a service to, to do the same thing. Just, just enjoy it, especially if you're going and you're going to, buy the tickets and you're going to spend the money on the trip well well stop man just go and have fun enjoy it allow yourself to be that 12 year old wrestling fan one more time and just have a good time three four seven eight three nine eight one five is the number to call we're gonna go out to the phones because we got dank on the line it's been a while since he's been on dank how are you doing today i'm doing good how are you gentlemen doing today 
Doing all right. How can I just ask you because I'm so looking forward to getting out of the, the cold of the Northeast. What's the weather where you are right now? Um, well, I'm in shorts and t-shirts, and where I'm planning a day to the beach later today. To give you an idea, <laughs> you're an so asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you're such an asshole, but I love you. <laughs> So, Dang, uh, what's well, up, man? What are, you, what are you thinking about uh, WrestleMania season and uh, coming down to your neck of the woods? Well, um, A, uh, I apologize for my lack of voice. I uh, went to a concert last night, and I screamed a little harder than I should have. But, um, I don't know, like, WrestleMania always seems to be, um, uh, you know, like like we all know, it's the epicenter, it's the Super Bowl, it's uh, you know the the, the big kahuna of, of wrestling, and I've never lived in a city, or anyway, like no, because I lived in Hartford, but I've never been actively paying attention to wrestling when WrestleMania actually took part in uh, the city that I lived in. So it's going to be interesting being living in Orlando and seeing exactly if there's anything that changes. Kind of like, you know, when you live in a city where they're having the actual, you know, the NFL Super Bowl, you know, you, you see things, you know, things change, people, you know, um, vendors, and maybe you run into some of the players and whatnot. It's like, are we going to run into wrestlers? You know, are they... I work in a hotel, so it's like, are I going to be staying there? Probably not, because it's too far from the venue. Um, but... And then you get your friends to come into town that you don't see, like, you know, like some of you guys coming down this year. And it's a, I, I look forward to it, you know, more than I've been a little bit out of the loop with the whole what's been going on. I've been catching up here and there, but the atmosphere itself, I mean, I've only, I, I can only speak from having attended one WrestleMania, but the, the 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 everything that happened on that day, every or even those those few days that I was done in Miami, <clears throat> including the one legged man, um, <laughs> in the pool. That's such um, a great story. We should tell that story. <laughs> you know, it's I know, like, I at some it, point, like I think we got to do a show and just just tell stories, like just tell stories about our experiences, really but. Uh, the, the, you really should. Well, at some point, the future, we'll go into more depth. But we were at the pool, uh, at the hotel in in Miami, and uh, a, a one legged man and a, an older gentleman almost got in a fist fight. And uh, the the older gentleman actually said, "I'm old. You have one leg. It's a fair fight." And they were like going to go at it. So <laughs> we will tell but, at some point. It was a veritable one legged man in an ass yeah, kicking contest. It was. It was <laughs> It was like going to be the WrestleMania pre-show. It was like we're at the pool before Mania, and this was about to happen. So at some point we'll tell the whole story, but just to give you the, the Cliff Notes version, yeah, that's what happened. Well, what made it even funnier was that the guy with one leg was sitting on the edge of the pool with his stump in the water, so you didn't actually know he had one leg until he stood up. Yeah. He was like, oh, okay, handicap match. Like, that works. It was like a doctor when he pulled the nuts out of the tights. You know what I mean? Or like there's like a swerve. Like he jumps out of the pool and we're like, holy shit, that guy's got one mic. Like what the hell? Dang, I think you bring up a good point. You know, when it comes to mania, it's, uh, you know, it is that whole uh, the atmosphere that kind of takes over a city. I'm curious, like since you've been catching up, is there a match on the mania card that you're looking forward to more than anything else? 
Um, honestly, not this year. Like, there really isn't something that, like, stands out to where I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot wait to see that match. Like, again, going back to Miami, like, I remember sitting in my apartment in West Palm when uh, Taker and Triple H were in the ring, and Triple H finally accepts the challenge, and he goes, if we do it, we're going to leave it all out there, hell in a cell, and I just went nuts. Like, I just jumped up and down. I was screaming. My my then girlfriend was like, dude, calm down. I'm like, no, you don't understand this. Like, I'm going to be seeing hell in a cell live in front of my eyes. Like, there's no calming down from this right now. Like, two of the greats that I grew up watching in front of me in a cage and then HBK was going to be judged. Like, oh, my God. Um, I don't know. It, maybe it's just me, but it seems like matches are being more and more toned down almost to where, you know, obviously we don't have the extreme ones anymore. We don't have, you know, God forbid you see any blood anymore because yeah, everything else. It's like and, – and, and, again, maybe it's me being the old school fan that I am. It's like I miss those where you like – you know that when you get two certain wrestlers, you expect a certain quality, a certain kind of match. And now with like the new wrestlers and the old wrestlers coming together, it's like, are we going to be seeing like an old school, old fashioned match, or it's going to be one of those expect what you're used to expect by this point and don't get too happy about it. So it's, I don't know. Um, I'm I'm hoping it's going to be good. I'm hoping, you know, like I, I'm biased and I know that Miami one wasn't like the best WrestleMania ever, you know, on the record of WrestleMania. To me, it was amazing because I was there. And I, I think that when you know you're going to the show, you may put more chips in it and go, okay, now this is the... But when you know you're not going and it's kind of like... Well, hopefully I'll be entertained. So I think I may be biased as far as, like, is there a match or is there anything I'm looking forward to? Because it's like I'm really just hoping it's going to be a good WrestleMania. Does that make sense? Well, thank, thanks for the phone call, and uh, look forward to hanging once we get down there. Look forward to uh, enjoying the warm weather and uh, hanging out, having a couple of cocktails. So thanks for the phone call. Looking forward to seeing you, man. All right. You too. Same here. Take it easy, brother. Take care. And interesting enough, as we do our WrestleMania show who you never know who's going to call we actually have on the line someone who wrestled at a wrestlemania uh you may know him as nunzio little guido maybe you know him as james but let's bring him up right now james how are you doing today kenry how are you doing today yes that was wrestlemania 20 that was the wrestlemania that i wrestled in how are you guys doing today we're doing all right thanks for giving us a a, a phone call what was that at wrestlemania 20 what was your match that, that night we did the, um, the, it was like uh, 10 guys. It was like a, um, in, um, uh, not a battle royal, but everybody had a tag in. It was me, Jamie Noble, uh, Ray Mysterio, Shannon Moore, um, Travel Guerrero, and it was for the, uh, the Cruiserweight title. That was uh, WrestleMania 20 at Madison Square Garden. So how are you guys That's doing? Good. We're doing all right. Um, actually, and you have your wrestling uh, today. What are you, what are you up to uh, this evening? Well, we got a big match going on in uh, Plainfield, New Jersey tonight. I am um, with an intergender match against four four uh, four tag teams, I believe. Me and uh, Miss Michelle, 
will be uh, tagging tonight. So uh, pretty interesting, and I know you're going to be there. What are you doing on the show tonight? Uh, I'm going to be protesting the fact that I've been fired. So, yeah, I'm going to be – I'm not going to be I in heard the show. I'm going to be actually outside, uh, I don't know, trying I to rally. you got fired. What's going on with that? Are they going to let you in the building? They're not, no, they're not going to let us in the building. I mean, I'm not thinking totally to our issues, but, yeah, like uh, we're we not – We have been banned. We're persona non grata as far as the, the leadership of, of BBWF. But uh, it's cool that you are teaming up with uh, our producer, Michelle D. Um, uh, that's that's got to be cool. I mean, we've all known each other for a long time. I know she's excited. It should be cool you guys getting a team up tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very excited. should be fun. should be a lot of fun. Hopefully uh, we have a good crowd there, which I think we will. It usually does. It's a Sunday night. We'll see. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. So who are you talking about? The one-legged guy was that Zach Allen? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> like we're we're down at WrestleMania in Miami and we're hanging at the hotel pool, and and somehow like this guy who was hanging out in the pool who happened to have one leg, uh, got in an argument with a guy that had to be probably close to eighty, and neither one of them. The guy with one leg had to be in his twenties. The other guy was, like I said, older and. <laughs> They just started yelling at each other, and the the guy's uh, friend was like, he's got one leg, leave him alone. And the older guy was like, well, I'm old, and he has one leg, so it's a fair fight. And they were literally about <laughs> to go at true. it. And we, <laughs> <laughs> and we were just hanging out in the pool watching this all go all unfold. It was it definitely, like you said, definitely a handicap match. But I actually wrestled Zach Allen, so think about how weird that was wrestling a guy with one leg. I wrestled him on SmackDown. Zach Allen's a good guy, too. Is that, how, how's that match go? He beat you? Oh, you're right. Anybody out there now, you could Google Nunzio versus SmackDown. Uh, Nunzio versus SmackDown. Nunzio versus Zach Allen, because we did it on uh, TV for SmackDown. Yes, he beat me. I got beat by a one-legged guy. Fuck it. The world of professional <laughs> wrestling. Well, what can you do? I, go, I, just, I do want to ask you, because you've been on, you know, the, the big fight this year at WrestleMania is Bill Goldberg versus... Uh, Lesnar, you've you've been on the business end of of a Goldberg spear. Um, your thoughts on Goldberg's comeback, uh, being on the business end of a spear, and what do you think we can expect from him at WrestleMania? Well, I've been on the business end of his spear, and I also wrestled Brock Lesnar uh, quite a few times through my my years there. Uh, one time, actually, was in Madison Square Garden, and we did the FBI, which was me, Chuck Palumbo, Johnny Stamboli versus the APA, and uh, and Brock Lesnar. So um, I've been on the end of both of those guys. And, uh, you know, I'm anxious to see the outcome of this because obviously the last time, you know, uh, Goldberg beat Lesnar within seconds, which is amazing, you know. What was that, the Royal Rumble I'm talking about there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I'm anxious to see it. You know, I always look forward to WrestleMania. You know, it's like watching the Super Bowl of wrestling. I don't watch any of the pay-per-views. I watch Raw. You know, I watch SmackDown Live, you know, when I'm available. Um, pay-per-views I do not watch, but WrestleMania I always try to watch because that's always the big one. So I do have the network, so I have it on there. And, um, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to the finish of that match. As far as the other matches go, you know, I'm just looking like the gentleman before, whoever. Who was that on the phone before? It was our friend Dag. Oh, okay. I don't know if he was a wrestler or not. But I'm I'm, uh, anxious to see, um, you know, just to see hopefully just a good WrestleMania. That's what I'm looking for. Some some good matches, you know. Have some people over, drink some beers. The usual. Nuns, I got a que- I got a question for you. You said you were on the card at WrestleMania 20 in the cruiserweight match. That was also the same card that had the 
Goldberg-Brock Lesnar match shortly before both guys left. Do you have any memories of the reaction in the locker room to the to that match and the crowd's reaction to that match? Because it's widely popular that the match was a stinker. It's, it's universally known. So do you have any memories of, of that night and maybe the locker room's reaction to, to how that match was going? Uh, honestly, I don't, I don't really remember that. I, I remember the, the talk about it, but, you know, I don't remember, like, the reaction of, of you know, the guys in the locker room. Um, I was there the night Brock Lesnar quit. I was in the meeting. We, we, Vince McMahon, we had a big meeting like we usually do before shows. And um, out of nowhere, uh, Brock stood up, you know, like a man, you know. He, he didn't want to do the wrestling anymore. Uh, this kind of doesn't have anything to do what you were saying, but you want to talk about something. And Brock Lesnar stood up and apologized to the locker room and said he wasn't interested in wrestling anymore and, um, you know, and, you know, quit right there. But at least at least he had, you know, the, 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 the balls or whatever you want to call it to, to apologize to everybody because he was walking out of the door. Here's a guy that Vince McMahon invested a ton of money into. And now after whatever it was, four or five years, uh, you know, he didn't want to do it no more. He just wanted to go and do other things. You know, he went and did the Vikings and, you know, obviously became, um, you know, very famous in the UFC. So things worked out for him. But, um, you know, I'll never forget that day. And everybody's reaction for that was, holy shit, this guy just quit. Now, I don't know if Richard Mann knew before he stood up in the meeting or they had they talked about it before. I still don't know that to this day. But I remember everybody's reaction for that. Everybody was like, holy cow, Brock Lesnar's gone. And after that was that week, before or after WrestleMania? Uh, that was after WrestleMania. It had to be after WrestleMania, otherwise he wouldn't have done WrestleMania. That that day that he quit, he was done. Okay. You know that was it was a it was on the SmackDown, so it must have been a Tuesday, and then um, you know that was it. I mean, I, I, it had to be after WrestleMania, I would imagine. I could be wrong on that. Okay. Well, that, that being said, were you surprised when you heard that Lesnar was coming back? Um. No, because, you know, I, he did so successful in the in the UFC, and, you know, Vince McMahon is a businessman, you know, and, and he'll, you know, you, I mean, a lot of people, he's, you know, said nasty things about Vince McMahon through the years, and if Vince McMahon thinks that he can make money or draw with you, you know, he'll bring you back. It's all about business. He'll use you, you know, and, and that's not a bad thing because he's a smart man, you know, okay? You got you to put your personal feelings aside sometimes. Uh, and if he could draw money with you, I mean, it also depends who it is. If somebody was a dick to him and they ain't worth shit, they ain't going to draw money for him, he ain't going to bring him back as much as they beg him. I, I think they brought him back. I mean, he didn't do anything wrong. I mean, at least he was a man about it and, and you know, talked to the guys about it. He just didn't want to do it anymore. So am I surprised they brought him back now? Because he went and became the UFC champion. It would be to his best interest to bring him back. You know, the guy's a star. You know. Good stuff. Thank you so much for, for coming on board and uh, joining us for a few minutes. Uh, again, check out, they're all over YouTube and the network. You want to see Nunzio out there. Uh, you know, lots of great matches, former cruiserweight champion, uh, ECW original, check out his matches. And if you want to see him live, uh, he'll be wrestling uh, in an intergender tag team match tonight with our producer, all-star Michelle D as his partner, uh, for the BBWF in North Plainfield, New Jersey. Uh, thanks for spending a few minutes with us, and uh, we got to have you on again and tell some more stories, but uh, we'll talk to you real soon, man. Yeah, anytime. Have a good night. Take it easy.
And they, you know, that, that's cool, man. Like you just never know like what's going to happen on this show. Like what are the odds on we're doing a WrestleMania show and somebody who actually was at wrestled on a WrestleMania um, calls the show. That's, man. that's pretty goddamn cool. As much as it kills me to have to promote that godforsaken show that's going on this evening. Yeah. Um, but Nunzio's a good guy, and uh, I will be somewhat supportive because Michelle is on the card as well. But, um, yeah, still not pleased with them. And uh, yeah. it, it is what it is, and let's move on from that. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. That is the number to call. Uh, let's go back out to the phones. we got Mike on the line. Mike, how are you doing this evening? Good, guys. How are you guys? We're doing all right. Talking a little WrestleMania as a stacked card, top to bottom, giving our picks. Uh, we're going to have to run through this this final hour quickly. We've only done like, like two matches. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but your thoughts on some of the big matches at Mania? Any matches jumping out at you as you think are going to be a, a show stealer? Some of the picks you might have? Surprises that you might think we're going to see? What are your thoughts on this Mania this year? Well, I just have one question, and then I'll hang up and I'll listen. My... Uh, my my question is, what do you guys think about the AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon match? Guys, have a great day, and I'll talk to you next week. And, and enjoy WrestleMania. Bye, guys. Thanks, Mike. And uh, thanks for the phone call. Uh, yeah, why not? Mike will lead us into what we're going to talk about our next match. It was a drive-by question. It was a drive-by question. You know, but, like, I, I appreciate that because, you know, we do have a lot to get into. And coincidentally enough, right now uh, on the network, they're showing highlights of the build to uh, the AJ Styles-Shane uh, McMahon match. Um, I don't know. When it comes to this matchup, I look at this as, uh, you know, again, another uh, get ready to drink, IWC uh, match that, that people are crapping on. Uh, AJ Styles deserves better. Yada yada yada. Piss off, man! Like AJ, the WWE has done right by AJ Styles. We talked about this last week on the show. Uh, I mean, come on, come on! They have booked him so strong all year. He's on WrestleMania. Wrestling Shane McMahon is not necessarily a low-profile matchup. Um, I think this is one of those matches. Um, I don't know, like, if I'd say it's going to be a show stealer, but maybe, like, like a notch below a show stealer. It's going to have a spot in it that I think might be the spot of the night, especially with the way Shane McMahon does things. I expect, like, a helicopter's going to come in. He's going to climb on board. It's going to go back, got that helicopter, and, and that's how AJ's <laughs> going to win. Um, but, I, I mean, I hate that. Like, all of a sudden, like, the IWC is the advocate for AJ Styles. AJ Styles had a great year. The WWE has done right across the board for AJ Styles. They've done right by him more than a lot of other guys that, that deserve it. Um, and, and that being said, I think this is going to be a fun, exciting matchup. I think Shane McMahon um, does some kooky stuff. Uh, do we see some sort of weird no finish? Maybe, but I don't think so. I think this is going to be something kooky that uh, – Crowd's going to pop hard for something crazy Shane does, but ultimately AJ Styles winds up victorious. Again, I'm going to keep saying this all night. Another match I'm looking forward to. This is going to be fun. I like to drink beer when I go to WrestleMania. I don't know when the hell I'm going to be able to take a piss break because there's not a match here that I'm looking at like, yeah, no, that's that's what I'm going to run. Um, this is a match I'm looking forward to as well. I think it's going to be a, a fun little match. Dave, what are your thoughts on this match? 
I think it's going to be very exciting, and I've loved the buildup for this match. Um, like I said, I'll be honest, it wasn't my first choice for AJ. I would have liked to have seen him in the title picture, but I am not sad that he is wrestling Shane McMahon. Judging by the way things went the other night on SmackDown, where they kind of fought all around the ringside, it wouldn't surprise me on Tuesday if they announced a stipulation of some sort, maybe like a false count anywhere or a no DQ kind of match. Um, WrestlingNewsSource.com, this is quick, I'll be quick about this, reported that they spoke with somebody who was setting up the actual staging area of WrestleMania, and they have some pictures of it. And the staging is set up, it's going to be set up to look like a roller coaster of sorts. So the ultimate thrill ride, a roller coaster, it would not surprise me in the least, but if this match gets turned into like a, a false count anywhere, last man standing kind of deal, and you see Shane on this big structure jumping off, uh, that, that gives you that holy shit kind of moment at WrestleMania. But that won't lead him to victory. AJ walks out the winner and has a huge WrestleMania moment with Shane McMahon. Yeah, it's just another episode in ridiculousness when you have the IWC complaining about this. Like, you know, AJ Styles, and the, the only other superstar that's had such a banner year on quickly after joining the promotion in my memory was probably Kurt Angle. Uh, I know, right. You know, Kurt ran, Kurt ran up the title ladder relatively quickly. And here you have AJ Styles on his entrance works with Jericho, still one of the biggest names in the business, you know, gets beat Cena has his title run, uh, you know, top title. He didn't even bother with any of the others top title. And the IWC is still going to, Bitch and moan about it. It's unbelievable to me. Um, for for this one, absolutely, it's going to be exciting. Everyone's going to be waiting for it. There is going to be the holy shit moment. You know it's coming. Um, and for that, and but for the reason that, uh, for the reason that I stated with AJ having such a banner year, and just for storyline. Uh, Shane being able to keep him in line. I'm actually going to go with Shane picking up the victory. Over dun, dun, dun. Um, I think AJ is going to try some shenanigans. Uh, I think they're not going to, you know, ultimately I think those shenanigans are good or what's going to bite him in the ass in the end. And I actually do think McMahon is going to put down AJ Styles. Boom. Mike drop right there. That's really, and what would be awesome is like if that happens, then the IWC will be, and like you'll start seeing like computers exploding. Well, like, yeah, right. well, you know what? At a recent seminar attended, one of the things that stuck out in my head that was said was, "You never give the fans what they want." <laughs> this is exactly would be the point where you do not give the fans what they want. <laughs> Screw them. Anyway, <laughs> let's get back into picks because, God, I can't believe this card is so large. Uh, triple threat tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Dave, who walks away with tag team gold on the Raw brand after WrestleMania? Bada boom, the realest guys in the room. They're in Orlando. They made their stake in, in, in NXT. They're going to have a lot of people behind them. Um, as, as, as much as I'd like to see the club keep the belts and have a lengthy run with it, you know, I think it's going to be one of those WrestleMania moments where they finally reach tag team gold. They never had it in NXT, but they're on their home turf, and I just feel like WrestleMania is their night. 
I have a feeling they'll probably bounce back and forth with the club a little bit in the in the coming months for the belts, depending on when the draft is. But I think they'll, if anything, they'll they'll hold on to the belts at Mania. You know, they'll win the belts at Mania. They might not have a long run, but they'll get them at Mania to have that moment for Enzo and Cass. So should be a fun match. Sheamus and Cesaro will definitely put in a lot of good work. All all three teams I think will do pretty well. Hopefully they give them enough time. So uh, yeah, Enzo and Cass, bada boom, newest champs in the room. Well, I'm going to step into the boat right with Dave. I am thinking Enzo and Cass come away with the belts. Uh, like I said, home turf. What, what better way to blow the roof off the place than seeing this happen? And given that uh, Enzo and Cass have had such a dismal uh, pay-per-view record and both other, te- both other teams have had runs with the belts, uh, you know, time to give them their push, you know, their real push. Uh, I think they're going to come away with the straps. Unless Enzo knocks himself unconscious again, <laughs> Enzo and Cass walk away. It's a hat trick right here. Uh, yeah, I believe that we get our WrestleMania moment. Enzo and Cass uh, walk away. Tag team champions. I wouldn't be surprised if we see something where, uh, you know, perhaps Enzo and Cass uh, pin Cesaro or Sheamus. So it's uh Luke Gallows and, and Anderson don't officially get pinned, uh, so it's unfair they lose the belts. I agree with you, Dave. I think whatever happens, we'll see a program uh, with them uh, afterwards. Slowly but surely, the tag team division is is growing, so good stuff. But Enzo and Big Cass walk away with tag team gold. As far as SmackDown tag team gold, rumors are swirling. Delete! Do we see the Hardys? show up as a surprise at Mania to take on the Usos for SmackDown Gold. That would be awesome, me, Vin. I don't know why my voice was going. <laughs> I just like, felt like I had to do a Snagglepuss impression there. If, let's just say, if a bonus pick, because, yeah, of course, we, we have all the time in the world to add matches to WrestleMania. <laughs> bonus pick. I'm going to say that if the Hardys show up, the Hardys emerge SmackDown tag team champions. Uh, and I'll jump right on that boat. Uh, if the Hardys do show up in their broken gimmick and literal and again, blow the roof off the place, uh, they're coming away with straps. Definitely. David. I mean, nothing's been made official yet. It was, it was indicated on talking smack that the Usos want a spot on WrestleMania. Daniel Bryan said they were going to kind of work on something. It wouldn't surprise me if they were involved somehow with the rock and maybe there's not necessarily a match, but they get involved with The Rock somehow because The Rock is rumored to be part of WrestleMania, but it's not a sure thing just yet. Um, but if it does somehow lead into an impromptu match, because I'm sure they have you know, so much time on the WrestleMania card, this year's WrestleMania is going to be 14 hours. So, yeah, Hardys will. I think if the Hardys are available, they'll make an appearance, get that huge pop WrestleMania moment, and um, the Usos will be deleted. Yeah, rumor is that they moved the Hall of Fame from Saturday night so they could start WrestleMania the night before. Just bring your pajamas. It's gonna actually WrestleMania is gonna start Saturday night and run through to eleven o'clock on Sunday evening. Sleeping um, bags too. That would be awesome. It's WrestleMania slumber party. Um, let's get back into it uh, as we go through our picks. Yeah, let's hit the ladies. Let's hit the ladies. 
<laughs> I can get myself in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we got uh, for SmackDown, we got Alexa Bliss, Woman Becky beater. Lynch, Natalia, Mickey James, Carmella with James Ellsworth versus others, TBA. Um, as, as much as, uh, you know, you know, I look at pay-per-views, uh, TBA, you know, almost never emerges victorious. So um, that's the one I can omit right there. And again, we're doing this show before the go home uh, show. So uh, take everything with a grain of salt uh, as we pick our matches here. Um, it's tough. Again, these matches are difficult to pick and that's why I'm going to let Dave pick this one first. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, there's rumors that more ladies might be involved. They might add some kind of stipulation to it. They're keeping it a secret for that reason to make it a surprise of some sort. Um, so that's why they only have like five girls currently announced. We might see like Summer Rae, Emma, Tamina, even Eva Marie might make an appearance. We're hearing possibly Lita, uh, some older divas, Victoria, Kelly, Kelly, but I don't see any of them winning. Honestly, whatever the stipulation is, I think Alexa Bliss, there's a rumor Asuka from NXT might make an appearance in this match, but not necessarily signal. It doesn't necessarily signal a main roster call up. But I think Alexa Bliss is going to come out victorious in this match. She's going to steal the victory somehow. But she'll get her come up on SmackDown on Tuesday from Orlando, which I'm making this, putting it out there. Naomi will beat her for the title in Orlando, SmackDown Live Tuesday night. But Alexa walks away with the victory at WrestleMania. Huh. This is a tough one. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna go a little old school and and really for for no real reason here. I'm just trying to be different. I'm just, I'm gonna pick Mickey James. I dig Mickey James. I'm I'm glad she's back. Uh, I see exactly what you're saying, Dave, and uh, that scenario wouldn't surprise me at all. But I feel like going out on a limb on this one. So I am going to go with Mickey James getting a WrestleMania moment, emerging SmackDown Women's Champion Rock. Uh, well. Yeah, the, the, again, you can make a, uh, an argument for most any of these women right on the list, except for maybe Carmella. Uh, and but James Ellsworth. Honest, and James Ellsworth. Uh, you know, Alexa, this title run with Alexa, I, it was originally not planned because of Naomi's injury. Uh, so I don't see them wanting to keep the belt on Alexa for an extended period of time. Not that I don't think she's a great champion. I think she's done the belt well. Uh, that being said, I have actually had luck in the past with this pick. So I am going to go with this pick one more time. And that pick is TBD. Whoever is TBD, one of that will, that pick will pick up the victory. And I have, I have gotten that pick right before. All right, going with TBD, 347-838-9815 is the number to call. We're going out to the phones. we got a got a 908 number out there. Let's see who's up on there. Uh, call, are you there? Hey, Ken, it's Brian. How are you, man? Good. How you doing, brother? Good, good, good. Uh, you know, as far as WrestleMania, I, I just turned into the show, so I might, I might have missed a lot. I, I'm not really feeling this, but I think the match that could be match of the night will be the Kevin Owens and Jericho. I really do believe they can go. Um, but as far as the rest of the card, I'm just not feeling it right now. I mean, uh, you know, that's just the way I feel at this point. Really? Is, is it the uh, 
the setup because I, I look at the card. I feel like there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of potential on the card. Um, is it just the build towards you don't like? Is it the the matches themselves? What are, what are some of the things you're not liking about this WrestleMania? I mean, I think I, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, Goldberg and and and, and Lesnar. You know, again, I definitely think Brock's gonna, obviously going to win, but that's going to be a quick match because I don't think they both can go too long. Um, the females, I, I do believe, obviously, Alexa is going to keep the belt. Um, you know, that the tag team is back and forth. But it, I think the build and everything, I'm, I'm more look, looking towards the Hall of Fame more than anything. Uh, but I definitely think that Jericho and Owens match will be the showstopper and be the, the best match of the night. But, again, anything can change, and, you know, I'm going to watch like everybody else is going to watch it and see what, uh, see what happens. But, I mean, hopefully there's a bunch of surprises, as usual, during WrestleMania, whether it's the beginning or middle of the end. But, you know, I'm hoping for some big surprises coming out. I mean, Hardy's, you know, I don't know. We'll see how what kind of build they get if they actually do show up at some point. Cool. I'm curious, before I let you go, what are you looking forward to most out of the Hall of Fame? Oh, man. Uh, you, you, you know, I don't know if it's one particular thing. Um, you know, it would be nice to have, you know, a Rick Rude there that was at, you know, because he was such a good person on the mic as far as I'm concerned. Um, I, I like the vignettes leading into the, to, to the actual Hall of Fame's, Hall of Famers uh, more than anything. But, uh, you know, I don't have, really have a particular favorite at this point. I mean, I like the whole, the whole build up to that, to the Hall of Fame. I think that's the best part of WrestleMania weekend, honestly. Well, in all honesty, like, that's half the reason. I mean, I – we go to like visit different cities and the hall of fame is uh, my favorite night of the, uh, I mean, I enjoy mania, but the hall of fame is always my favorite night of the weekend. I, uh, I love going to the hall of fame every year. So uh, looking forward to that. Brian, thanks a lot for the phone call. Uh, look forward to hearing you. And hopefully uh, WrestleMania exceeds your expectations. Yeah, man. All right. Thanks guys. And uh, Ken, maybe I'll see you tonight. <laughs> maybe. Talk to you later. brother. <laughs> Bye guys. Thanks. Yeah, interesting, because, uh, you know, all of us here are pretty positive about a fan there that uh, has not liked the bill. But why don't we go where uh, our fans take us as we look at uh, um, Jericho and Owens, uh, a potential, a lot of people looking at this as a potential show stealer, a guy like Chris Jericho, who um, has said he's been back to uh, help put over the young guys. Uh, I love this program, uh, and I'm not I'm not a guy that uh, – you know, was in love with Owens when he came uh, here. Um, to me, I don't care what you do on the independence. Uh, you got to prove yourself on the big stage. So good for him that he was a great independent guy. But to me, I, I don't, I'm not that type of fan that looks at a guy who made a name somewhere else and thinks that the WWE or anyone else owes him something. Like once you get there, it's like being a triple a baseball player. Like once you get to the majors, you got to prove yourself. Um, I think this program has been phenomenal. This is, uh, this is proof and validation that old-school storytelling still works. Two friends, two partners get along. One turns on the other one, and now they have a WrestleMania match. Uh, it, it's simple storytelling, and it still works. And um, Chris Jericho, you know, he's been around a lot. Uh who knows where – I know Fozzie's supposed to be uh, doing some tour dates coming up. Uh, who knows if he's going to take a break uh, after Mania. Um, and all that being said, I think this is something to really continue to build Owens. It's the logical choice. It works for his character. So the new 
United States champion Kevin Owens emerges victorious in a potential show stealer rock. What are your thoughts here? Well, yeah, I I definitely agree. This program has been uh, has been phenomenal in a lot of ways, and honestly, uh, I put a lot of that I give a lot of that credit to Jericho. Um, I think uh, going forward, this will be like you said, Kevin Owens proving himself in the big leagues. I think this is pretty much kicking Kevin Owens out of the nest and saying, you know, let's see how you do. Not really connected to some big. some big storyline and let's see where you go next because you know if you remember Kevin Owens all credit where credit is due he's good on the mic uh his in-ring work is good uh sometimes the person but the personality uh as far as this mic work it can wear thin quick so you really need someone to work off of and in this case Jer- I think Jericho has been that person to, to work off of and I'm curious to see how Kevin does floating on his own uh, that being said, uh, and, you know, Jericho being Jericho, I think he does want to put the younger talent over. I think it would serve better for Kevin to pick up the victory and pick up the belt than uh, than Jericho. So I'm, def- I'm going to go along with that pick. I'm thinking Kevin Owens, new U.S. title champ. Dave? Patrick, Kevin Owens, new United States champion. Um, I've loved almost everything about this program uh the way it's been built the way that these two have built it up since the fall when they started aligning with each other i mean it's just worked and it's a classic case of when you take your time and you let things develop and you put some thought and planning into it and obviously you, you got to have two guys that, it, that that can be able to deliver that performance um week in and week out with the with the in-ring and the mic and the the, the storytelling that you can get yourselves a really Sorry there, Dave. We may have lost Dave. Are you there, Dave? Uh-oh. All right, Dave, if you're still talking, we can't hear you here. So, uh hopefully you can hear me. I'm going to I'm going to hang up and then give us a call back, all right? Uh we missed uh, Dave. We know his pick was Kevin Owens, and hopefully we get Dave back shortly. I uh, love the technical difficulties. It's always fun. You got technical difficulties. Well, like you said, you never know what's going to happen you on this show. You never know what's going to happen. So let's uh, let's start on a, an, another match, and uh, hopefully in the midst of us like discussing uh, the next match, that we'll get Dave in for his picks. We'll just like we'll time it perfectly, Rock. Um, interesting enough, this next match that I want to discuss, and this is the match here. Dave says he can hear us. He can hear us. Okay. Oh, look, wait, there's Dave there. Let's see. <laughs> Are you there? I am here. Yay! It's a short-lived technical difficulty. That's good. All right. So we got Dave back. Uh, we both hat trick on Kevin Owens. And what I wanted to get into here now, this is – and I have crapped on a lot of the build here and what we've seen so far from this division, but – I'm going to go a complete 180 and say this next match is my pick for the show stealer. And I am talking about Neville versus Austin Aries. Aries coming in, having his first Mania match. I think this match right here is going to be the show stealer. Um, and it's unusual for me to pick like a cruiserweight type match to be the show stealer. But I think this is what we're going to see. 
I love Austin Aries and what he brings to the table. Um, and I was not the biggest Neville fan, but this heel run from Neville, I dig it, man. I, I dig his whole persona, what he's brought as a heel. Uh, I think it all works top to bottom with, with what he's doing as champ. And um, I'm going to go out on a limb on this one and say Austin Aries emerges victorious as the new cruiserweight champion. What do you think, Dave? I've, I've dug Austin Aries' run uh, so far in WWE on the, in the cruiserweight division um, between his commentary at 205 Live to how they introduced him into the division facing Neville. I think it's been really good. Neville's, I think, surprised me as how well of, how good of a heel he can be um, because people look at him and he's like, oh, that's white meat underdog, you know, baby face right there. But he's done a good job at really trying to help establish the cruiserweight division with credibility. Um, I think the, I, I agree with you. I think this match could be the show stealer. Um, that could be the match of the night if they are given enough time. And it's hard for me to pick on this one because, on one hand, Neville is the king of the cruiserweights. But how can you be the greatest man that ever lived and not hold the cruiserweight championship, as Austin Aries claims to be? So this is going to be a real back-and-forth affair that I look forward to watching. It will probably be put on the kickoff show, but nonetheless, I, I'm excited to watch this match. And it's probably the most excitement I've had for cruiserweight wrestling since they brought the division back. So with that being said, I think there's still more to this story. And I'm going to go with Neville for the victory. I think he's going to sneak out a victory, whether it be like feet on the ropes, uh, hooking the tights. But it's it's not over between him and Austin Aries come, you know, after WrestleMania. I think they got more to do. Yeah, no, I've I've definitely enjoyed this buildup. And I, I've enjoyed Neville's heel run. And his last program with uh, with Gallagher, I thought with Jack Gallagher, I, was very entertaining. Uh, and Austin, I've followed Austin for a while. He's definitely a great worker, good on the mic. So, in this being his, you know, WrestleMania debut, I think he's going to have a strong showing. Uh, but I'm definitely going with this screwy finish where Neville will retain, uh, be it by DQ or whatnot. Uh, I think I think Austin is going to probably beat on Neville pillar to post, but in the end. Uh, Neville is going to sneak out one way or another to retain the belt. Wow. Out on a limb there. We have that shots on WrestleMania each match. Anyway, let's get back to the picks as you know, and it's intriguing right now as that's my pick for the show stealer. And I love the fact that when you look at show stealers, you can look to the ladies right now. And um, as much as Neville Aries is my pick as a show stealer, would I be shocked if Bailey, Charlotte, Sasha, and Nia, uh, Nia, 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 Nua, Nia, you know, the large chick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if they steal a show, will that surprise me? No. It would not surprise me at all, and I think that's pretty cool. I think it's cool that you can look at uh, the ladies on this card as uh, on, on equal footing with uh, the male competitors, and they've been booked strong, uh, potential show stealer. Dave, who walks out of here with the Raw Women's Championship? Well, for you, first of all, between wanting to hit the ladies and now, you know, talking about a woman's weight, you're really getting over with these women's empowerment groups <laughs> that, that listen that into our show. I mean, my God. Which is funny. <laughs> that, by the way, on our stats, like, we're like 90% female listenership as far as, like, however blog talk radio determines who's listening mm-hmm. to us. So, um, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm bad at that wow. here so far. Interesting. Anyhow. Um, 
I think there, I, uh, this one's a tough one to call because there's a lot of moving parts. Nia Jax is just really coming into her own and uh, making it, making some waves in the women's division. Uh, Charlotte has really established herself as the, the, the top of the heap. Uh, Bailey's starting to get some traction a little more, especially now that she's more involved with Sasha, and Sasha's just Sasha. So you could kind of go either way with, with any one of these four girls coming out to victory, but I think the real story here is the friendship between Sasha and Bailey, and I think that somehow is going to be tested uh, in this match, which will eventually lead to Sasha turning on Bailey. But I think Bailey's going to win the match, keep the title, somehow pinning Sasha, which sets up Sasha eventually turning on her, whether that be post match or the next night on Raw. Bailey's my pick. And honestly, I'm going to agree with you with that pick, I think, and, and agree with you with where the storytelling is going. I really, honestly, I hope Sasha doesn't win. I, I don't want to see it. I don't need to see it. Uh, and I don't think it's the right move. I think this is the match that, uh, you know, if I, if I wanted, if I picked with my heart who I would love to see win this, it would be Charlotte. I would love Charlotte to win, put another notch on an already historical career, uh, really further her being a flair um, and having a, a mania moment. Um, but I don't necessarily think that that's like the right move storytelling wise. To me, this is the match that legitimizes Bailey's championship. And I think she needs that. Um, I should say she needs it, but I think it would be good storytelling wise. I agree with you. I think this is where the Sasha Bailey friendship completely breaks down. Um, and we have a ladies retention here. Um, is, is retention even a bad thing to say? We have retention, not water, <laughs> no nope. water retention, the championship retention. You're really around <laughs> Bailey retains the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, this is one of those matches that I go back and forth with each participant. This is really a tough pick for me. And I perfectly agree, Ken. This could very well be match of the night. Uh, the storytelling here between a lot of these competitors has been on point. Um, well, given all those facts... I am actually going to go out on a big limb and I'm actually going to pick Nia Jax to come away with a victory. And here is my reasoning. Uh, first, there are the, there are the obvious reasons. A, uh, all the other participants have had a run with the belt. Uh, is that a good reason? Probably not. But uh, when you look at uh, the track record that Nia has had, especially with, uh, you know, Bailey, Sasha, whoever she's been put in the ring with, she's been the monster heel. And I'm not saying all monster, all monster heels need belts, but you need at least a short title run to retain your uh, personality as a monster heel, as a threat. And to, in my opinion, Charlotte, she has plenty of title runs left in her. Uh, Bailey, uh, you know, any one of those women, they have plenty of title runs left. And this is Nia still coming up. So I do agree that you're going to see a, a breakdown between Bailey and Sasha. I think possibly, you know, Sasha will cost Bailey the championship and Nia will be the one to actually capitalize. Interesting pick. And interesting, like, do we have like those moments backstage where we have Nia and uh, The Rock, you know, those, those pictures that they love to, to put, uh, you know, up with family moments kind of thing. You know, if The Rock is there, that could be something that, hey, you know, she could lose it the following week. You know, it's not like, you know, she doesn't have to have a long title run. 
Um, but yeah. do they do they look for like a moment like that, whether it's a still shot or something else um, with The Rock? Remains to be seen, but interesting pick, definitely going out there on a limb. Uh, the next matching we're going to talk about, and this is intriguing to me because uh, this is a match that uh, this might be my bathroom break. Um, and not, I, I think it's going to be an entertaining match, but I uh, can't say that I'm really, I've really been into the build. Or maybe it's because uh, I'm into like a lot of the other storytelling, story matches, uh, the, you know, the, the programs going on there. I can talk. Um, Dean Ambrose versus <laughs> Baron Corbin. Um, again, it's not that I think the match is going to be bad, but I'm got to admit, I'm just, I'm kind of not into it. Uh, so, Rock, why don't you kick off this one? Who who walks away with the Intercontinental Championship? Well, yeah, and I, I can agree that the the buildup for this particular one has been lackluster. And not, in my opinion, not because of lack of trying, but in my experience or in my personal opinion, Baron Corbin, you know, in-ring work, great. Uh, mic work, personality work, to me, just comes off wooden. Uh, you know, and with Dean, Dean, you can either love him or hate him. But he acts. He has a personality. He has an established character. He's out there with Baron. I still think he needs to work fleshing out the what is the lone wolf. Uh, you know, he can be as big as imposing as he is, but until he does that, I don't think he's going to garner a lot of uh, a lot of momentum. And that being said, I think you're going to see Dean Ambrose retain the Intercontinental Championship. I don't think Baron's ready yet. And we're going to have a difference of opinion right now because uh, to the, and I do agree with you. I think that he needs some work um, on the mic big time. Um, he's a guy, you know, not that it'll ever happen, but I think of hell if, uh, if Paul Heyman was uh, Corbin's mouthpiece, uh, that would be insane. Um, he could really use a, a, a mouthpiece, a manager to, to help him along. Um, that being said, he could use some gold to help him along as well. Uh, Ambrose doesn't need the gold, doesn't need it for his character. Uh, Corbin could use it. So I am going to go with a, a title changing hands here. Baron Corbin with the Intercontinental Championship victory um, to help. I think that, you know, I just get the perception, and this is just me watching, that um, they have some hopes for Baron Corbin, um, but he needs something. And I think that something is the IC Championship. What are your thoughts, Dave? I've not been thrilled with this buildup. I actually hated that whole stupid forklift thing when they dropped when he dropped the forklift on Ambrose. I thought that was so. It was it was it was terrible. Like it was like I would have rather watched Mojo Raleigh wrestle than 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 have to sit through that. And unfortunately, I had to sit through that because I watch it just so we can talk about it on this show. But with that being said. Um, I thought maybe with these two guys, you would have seen some sort of stipulation where maybe it was like a backstage brawl kind of match, maybe similar to the Hollywood backlot brawl with Piper and Goldust years ago at WrestleMania 12. I thought maybe they would have added something like that, but you can't put too many stipulations on the card because there's other matches that could use those kind of stipulations and they would just be overkill on the no DQ and plunder baby, if you will. But with, with that being said, uh, the rumor is that this match is supposed to open WrestleMania. So, Ken, you might want to go take that leak uh, as, as the show begins and get it all out of the way because uh, that's, the, that's the going rumor right now is that those two guys are going to open the main I part of WrestleMania. I'm early. Like, I'm, I'm going to be done for the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Pee in your cup. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Pee in a cup, you know, or just, or, or, or just, you know, forget it. You know what I mean? But anyhow um, – this match, I expect it to 
to be good. I think both guys would really mesh well together. I think their styles would definitely uh, mesh well together. But you're right, Ken. I think Corbin needs a little something more. And I think a victory at WrestleMania with the Intercontinental Championship, the way that the Intercontinental title has been reestablished in the last year, thanks to guys like Miz and Dolph Ziggler, I think that will that rub of that establishment of the title will help Corbin when he defeats Ambrose. So with that being said, Dean or Baron Corbin, second year in a row at WrestleMania, gets a WrestleMania moment, walks out Intercontinental Champion. Well, wowee, and now we got about 20 minutes to dissect the big three. So let's get on this as I'm going to start off right now with The Undertaker and Roman Reigns. And I'm going to lay down the gauntlet right now at this match because this match is like my, I guess, surprise pick. And I'm going to go heart and head. Uh, I remember a few years ago hearing the story of Taker being in the locker room and referring to the shield and saying these three guys are the future of this business and declaring that to the locker room, which is Taker saying that in the locker room is, is nothing to, to sneeze at. That is a, a big time compliment. Taker is near the end of his run. Uh, we've talked uh, at, at length in the past that uh, Lesnar ended the streak and maybe when people said, well, it should be a new up-and-comer that ends the streak, and then there was that talk of, well, that might be too much for someone to have that weight. Lesnar was the guy that could handle having the weight of ending the streak. It should be someone else who beats Taker maybe at WrestleMania after the streak is over. The streak is not part of it, but the mystique of Taker at Undertaker Undertaker. Taker at WrestleMania uh, still exists. It would be a, a... Big time rub. I really hope that they know what they're doing going forward with the writing and with the character development of Roman Reigns. But I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm picking Roman Reigns over The Undertaker. And for the IWC to to collectively just cry and for the stadium to actually implode uh, as the three is counted. But Roman Reigns emerges victorious. Dave? Well, this should be noted. Mike Johnson, Pro Wrestling Insider, reported on the Taz Show podcast Tuesday morning that Undertaker was seen visibly in a lot of pain backstage at Monday Night Raw in Brooklyn the other night. And the idea discussed with WWE officials is that this may indeed be his last WrestleMania, probably his last year in the business. Um, there's a chance he might go have hip surgery, hip replacement surgery following WrestleMania, which would signal the end of his career. Um, I guess they really had to dig deep and really push for him to, uh, to return for this WrestleMania because last year he was dead set on walking away after Shane McMahon. Uh, some have even suggested, why haven't they put a retirement stipulation involved if these rumors are true? Um, from what I'm hearing is that Undertaker might want to walk away without any real fanfare. Um, just walk away kind of quietly into the, into the sun and, uh, which, which leads me to believe that his match with Roman Reigns could, I, I could believe, I, I believe more so than ever, there's a great chance that next Sunday he's done after, after his match with Roman Reigns. Now, do I expect it to be a good match with his health and the way he looked the other night on Raw when he took that spear and even delivered that choke slam? Like, I, I can't expect the match to go very, very long, maybe like 15 minutes at best, but, and that's including entrances. Uh, with that being said, um, they they obviously want Reigns to be the next John Cena. They want him to be the face of the company. Whether the fans boo him or cheer him, they want him to be a centerpiece and one of the flagships. 
And, Ken, you make a great point. If defeating Undertaker post-streak would, would help Roman Reigns, then maybe that's the best way to go. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to pick Roman Reigns to defeat the Undertaker. But you'll get some sort of endorsement from Undertaker, um, you know, post-match, maybe a, a raising of Roman Reigns' hand or shaking his hand or whatever the case is. And then Taker kind of soaks in that moment, um, with, with, you know, with the audience applauding him as he walks out of the stadium. Well, it looks like we have another hat trick on our hands because I am definitely wow. definitely going with Roman Wade, Roman Reigns for the victory. Um, you know, it, it's it's sad to say, and then maybe it's you know, I got a little bit somber listening to listening to this pick because you come to the realization that you know what you know Taker is just he's getting to the last stop on that train, and it's been one glorious ride. Just to uh, watch that man, the character he created, uh, he gave life to, and you know, eventually must ride off into the sunset. And if this is the way it, it's got to happen, then so be it. Uh, you know, IWC be damned. Uh, this is another case of not, you know, don't give the fans what they want. Screw the fans. We're in control. Uh, because the fact of the matter is. When the Shield was the Shield, everyone loved Roman Reigns. He was a he was an ass kicker. He was the muscle, and shortly a, shortly afterwards, they were still on board. Uh, but you know, the, those he does have weaknesses that that you can't deny. But you know, once you make a mistake, it just seems everyone wants to harp on and poke you and poke you and poke it. But Roman has a great in. Great look, great in-ring work. When he's talking on the mic like he just wants to kick someone's ass, he's fine. So all that being said, I see no reason why Roman Reigns doesn't come away with the victory. And when Dave was talking earlier about uh, tears in his eyes when Ric Flair retired um, or was retired, uh, this, this might be an instance where uh, some tears in my eyes, if uh, it's, it's put out there definitively that this is uh, – Taker's last match, um, but it's it's important to point out that back in the day, old school guys, you didn't have a lot of fanfare on the way out. You went out on your shield. That was that was what you did. And, and Taker, being an old school guy, um, if in fact he knows that he's done, uh, that's why I could see him saying, "No, like this, this is what I need to do on the way out. This is I, I need to pass that torch, give the the next guy the rub," and that's. Uh, all that stuff goes into uh, where I'm looking at Roman Reigns emerging victorious. Is uh, we're running short on time, so let's get through these. Uh, we got two championship matches, but before we get to that, let's go quickly. Um, another bonus pick. If in fact we do see a non-sanctioned Triple H versus Seth Rollins, um, to me this is an easy pick. It's been a fun build. Non-sanctioned match should be fun. Maybe we have some plunder, baby. Um, Seth Rollins emerges victorious. Yeah, keeping it quick. Uh, I've enjoyed the build. It's been great. And I think you will definitely, again, there, there will be no roof because it will have been blown off because Rollins will come away with the victory. Yeah. Uh, let's, make it, let, let's make it a hat trick. Um, whether it's unsanctioned match. I mean, I think them doing this angle for this whole heartless agreement, it's going to make it an actual match, but they'll call it non-sanctioned. So we'll see some interference from some guys. Wouldn't be surprised if Samoa Joe made an appearance. He's not advertised on the card. Same thing with a Finn Balor. But one way or another, I've heard rumors Mick Foley might be involved too as well. 
but there's definitely going to be some sort of plunder to kind of hide Rollins' injury. Um, don't expect the match to go super long, but I expect for it to be a cool moment. Rollins will defeat Triple H at WrestleMania. And now let's get into the two big championship matches. Cannot stress enough. I've said it time and time again. You fans out there better recognize that you're watching Randy Orton. You're seeing something special. You're seeing a -a once-in-a-lifetime type of performer getting in the ring for a WrestleMania moment with another guy who has grown up in the business, a guy who can go, a guy who has a great character, who knows what he's doing on that microphone, unlike anyone else probably in the business today. Another potential show stealer with these two. I expect this match to be tremendous, and Randy Orton is incredible, and I expect Randy Orton to give Bray Wyatt the rub here. Bray Wyatt, not that he needs it, but Bray Wyatt being victorious over Randy Orton at WrestleMania to retain his championship. Uh, really puts his character through the roof. Wouldn't be shocked if Bray loses the title not too long after that. Um, I'm not expecting a long run from Bray because I don't think the character really needs the title. But I think for this moment to solidify Bray Wyatt as a top guy, as a main event guy, as a guy who's going to be here for a long time to come, I go with Bray Wyatt with the victory over Randy Orton in a potential show-stealer matchup. What do you think, Rock? Uh, I agree. This, th- if I had to pick a match to be the show stealer, this would be it because uh, both guys are phenomenal in the ring. They both can go. They both can tell a story. Uh, to try to keep this short, I'm just going to get right to the point. I believe Bray will retain. Uh, I know there's been rumblings that Bray wants t- is lobbying for Bo Dallas to be co- to be brought into the Wyatt family, which I think will be an interesting turn for that character to see what they can come up with if it happens. But this might be a place where you get some shenanigans from outside interference from Bo Dallas. You never know. But I say Bray retains. What do you think, Dave? Guys, I'm going to differ with you on this one. As much as I'd love to see Bray Wyatt retain the title, I think Randy Orton's going to walk out of WrestleMania with the championship. Um, I think this has been some of the best storytelling that Bray Wyatt has has done in quite a while. Uh, the the Throughout the past several months, his association with Orton leading up to WrestleMania on Sunday, I think they're, it, it's been really good stuff uh, with involving Harper in the mix at times, and now he's back, and Harper's going to wrestle Wyatt Tuesday on SmackDown. Um, I think Orton's going to walk away with the victory and move on to other things, and Wyatt is going to have some issues with his old Wyatt family members, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. I think we'll see those guys somehow interject themselves into this match, costing Bray the title and Orton walking away victorious as champion. Or if they don't cost him the title post-match, they beat him down and you kind of separate Randy and Bray for a little while and have Bray go off and do his own thing with the other two and Randy and AJ Styles in a program for the championship. But I expect it to be a great match. And like you said, Rock, that's my pick to be the show stealer. Wow. So there it is, the show stealer. And, again, I I know I keep saying it, but Randy Orton, I mean, a guy his size, what he can do. Um, And I don't think – if it's all possible, I feel like Randy Orton is underrated. Uh, That dude's phenomenal. And I just – I expect, uh, you know, two guys who are going athletically can go and storytelling-wise they can go. So I I think this is going to be – a phenomenal match, which leads us to the big fight. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar 
with Paul Heyman in his corner versus Goldberg for the WWE Universal Championship. Uh, this has been uh, – I've enjoyed the build. It's fun. It's got that big fight feel. Uh, IWC be damned. They're two big names. Stop caring. Stop thinking you're an advocate for the locker room. Um, they're two part-timers. Yeah, I get it. They're two part-timers. They, they also, their names carry weight. Their names carry a big fight feel, and that's why you do it. And Mania forever, since Mania won, since Mr. T was in the main event, part-timers and celebrities and, and the like have all been involved. So shut up. And this, this is what we're looking at as, as a big fight, big fight feel. Looking forward to this. Should be fun. It's a match that I'm not saying it's going to steal the show, but I think the crowd's going to be hyped for it. Um, it's going to be interesting stuff. Dave, who walks out of WrestleMania with the Universal Championship? It's got to be Brock. I mean, he has been humiliated two pay-per-views in a row when he has been in the ring, when he's been in the ring with Goldberg. Uh, he has suffered that first loss at WrestleMania 20 years ago. I don't expect this match to be very long. I expect to see a lot of suplexes. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of throw the rule book out the window and we see them brawling out on the floor, but I can't expect the match to go very long. If this is indeed the final match on the card, if this is the last match that closes WrestleMania and it's going to be that short as to what they're saying, um, it wouldn't surprise me if um, we get some sort of post-match determining who's going to face the champion in, in post-WrestleMania storylines, maybe a Braun Strowman, maybe a Finn Balor. Um, there is also, I also want everyone to take into account that's listening, Goldberg is rumored to possibly be signing an extension after WrestleMania because WWE has been financially successful with this Goldberg return, so maybe we see a Goldberg retention of the title. Let's just take that into account. But I feel like with the story, Brock's got to get his victory over Goldberg. He just has to. Lost twice humiliated in the Royal Rumble match and the, and this is Brock's final year of his three-year deal he's expected to work more not a full-time schedule but definitely expected to work more than he has in the past couple of years so it wouldn't surprise me if Brock wins and then he's at the next pay-per-view defending the universal title so that being said I don't expect this to be a technical masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination but Brock Lesnar leaves Wrestlemania with the universal championship well, right off the bat, I am going to disagree. And uh, it does have a big fight feel to me. Uh, I love it. And I don't get this, these IWC idiots who want to shit all over this when their main complaint, well, these, they're just hiring these guys because they sell tickets. Well, well that's, <laughs> that's, that's kind of the goal here. God damn them for selling tickets. <laughs> you know, they, just put, they just put butts in seats. Yeah, darn that. Why do they keep bringing back those guys that sell merchandise and tickets? Yeah, I know. Jesus. Why, why, why would God you do damn that? it. That being said, <laughs> it, you, you're going to have these two behemoths clash. Uh, whether it's going to be, uh, you know, uh, for a, at length or is it going to be short, that's debatable. It, it, it would be a nice card to pull out of the vest if they could go for, you know, at least a you know, good six-minute match. But in my view, Goldberg retaining – perhaps due to some outside interference. And I'm going to call outside interference, not on behalf of Goldberg, but because of someone and that certain someone who you would want to put the belt on, perhaps in a future triple threat, and is a name that has been floated that could hang with both people, would be the one person who's not on the card, Samoa Joe. 
So yeah, dun, dun, dun. it may be an out there theory, but I, I'm theorizing sticking him in there somewhere because that's the one man you can put the strap on and have him have a lengthy run and physically storyline wise could probably hang with either one. And people want to see that want to see Samoa Joe mix it up with Goldberg or want to see Samoa Joe mix it up with uh, Brock Lesnar. Interesting stuff. These last two matches, Dave stands alone as I'm going with Goldberg as well with a retention here. Um, I, I think it's going to be fun. I agree with you. I, I think to, to lengthen this match, um, you know, do we see some sort of stip? Do we see something with a, a no DQ kind of thing? Do we see some interference here uh, to kind of lengthen things up? Um, maybe, uh, who knows? I, you know, it's, it's one of those things where um, love the build, love the feel it's giving, uh, love that idea of just a big fight. Um, but you just, you know, where the limitations are. And like I said, at the top of the show, you know, not, not, it's not a secret guys. You know, you guys are like, Oh, they shit the bed once before they're going to do it again. Everybody knows that, you know, the WWE, if the WWE is looking at this match to end the show, by God, creative and everyone involved, are looking back on WrestleMania 20 and saying, we cannot have that happen again. So what are we going to do to make sure that that incident does not repeat itself? So again, you're not in the know and nobody else is aware of the fact that they've crapped the bed before, you know, they've had short matches. They've had squash matches since they've met each other. uh, Now squash, squash match, uh, the rumble situation, uh, you know, you don't know, but you don't know. Uh, Goldberg's an athlete, and if you've heard Goldberg in interviews, guy's got a lot of pride. Um, you know, I, I expect this guy to give us something. He's never been a technical wizard, but, uh, you know, he's a guy that, you know, hopefully he can ramp it up and give us something. Uh, but I do believe that creative, you know, knows what everyone's thinking knows what happened in the past and knows they got to give us something better uh, than they gave us at, at WrestleMania 20. And, and I know, damn these guys, they sell tickets and sell merchandise, but I love the idea of, of with WrestleMania, the show of shows, the showcase of the immortals to have a match on the card for a major championship that just has that big fight feel. And I think at the end of the day, much like Toronto to Hulk Hogan, Goldberg is just going to be Brock Lesnar's Achilles heel. He's a dominant beast that for whatever reason, Goldberg just has his number. And that's why I am picking Goldberg to close WrestleMania, to have that media moment, to have the fireworks and the shenanigans and everything else. That's how Mania closes. And there you have it. It was dicey there for a little bit, but we got through all of our picks, got some bonus picks in the in the mix. Nunzio, wrestling legend Nunzio, little Guido joined us. Thank you so much for giving us a call in. You could see him tonight at, at that promotion over there in North Plainfield, teaming up with our producer, Michelle D in an intergender tag team match. Uh, we got less than a minute, Dave. We're going to miss you in Orlando. Hopefully we'll get you down to WrestleMania sometime in the future. 
Uh, Rocky and myself, we will be down in Florida. So oh, yeah. be sure to check out our Twitters. Rocky, quickly, where can people uh, follow you on Twitter? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Sergeant Cash, uh, at the Sergeant Cash, and also on Instagram at the Sergeant Cash. So we will be while we're in the stadium. I'm sure we'll be out there tweeting and putting stuff out there. So we'll be live at Mania. Make sure you follow us on the Twitter, guys. Be fans. Enjoy the show. It's WrestleMania. It's Christmas. For wrestling fans, have a good time. We'll see you when I get back from vacation. For Dave and for Rocky, I am Ken. Goodbye, everybody.